Hey everybody, God bless you. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. My name is Pastor Jonathan. I want you to know that this week's message is dealing with a seed that has to be sown. And I pray that it may bless you this week, that it may encourage you, that it may motivate you. And that you remember that the seed has to be deeply rooted. Many times seed can fall to the wayside or it can fall and be snatched up or it can be uh, burned by the sun. And I'm speaking in a spiritual sense. And God wants you to know that everything that he has planted in you, everything that he has given, that he has anointed you with, everything that he is working in your life, he wants you to plant so that at the right time you can reap a harvest that is bountiful. I pray that this week's message may continue to just encourage you to do the right thing, to sow, to give, to know how to just what God is asking, but to be deeply rooted in the word of God so that when the winds and the struggles and the sun come, you're not easily swayed. God bless you. Thank you for sharing this message. If you know someone that needs to hear it, share it with them. And we thank you for tuning in to this week. May the Lord bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan. I want to go to the book of Matthew chapter 13. The book of Matthew chapter 13. We're going to be reading quite a bit of scripture today. But I believe the Lord has something for you. If you find yourself here today, that is because God has something that he wants to give you. And that something that he wants to give you can only be given by him. But it is through the word of God that it's going to be brought forth that you will receive what God has for you. The book of Matthew chapter 13, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 9. Hallelujah. How many of you know about planting and sowing, amen? If you've ever had to plant something, you know it takes time and there's a process. Uh, And the Lord uses a parable, which I think is super amazing. This parable is called the parable of the sower. So let us all stand so we can read the word of God. Hallelujah. It says in the book of Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, it says, On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him. So that he got on the boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he said, Then he said, then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Verse 5 says, Some fell on the stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, we all have ears today, amen? Let him hear. You may have your seats giving glory to God. We just read some scripture on sowing hallelujah and i've entitled this message it may sound familiar to some of you um i i I believe the lord has given it to me once again he puts a nice passion of fire inside that says hey i need this word to be resurfaced there's a purpose and a place and there's a reason why and i've entitled my message today deeply rooted okay deeply rooted think about the surface rooted deeply that's what it's supposed to mean 
So we look at verse, there's a couple of ways we look at the seed that Jesus explains the parable. There's a few things that he goes into. He talks about some seed that, that is found in the wayside. He talks about some seed that, that, that is deeply rooted. And he talks about some other seed that basically um, it gets snatched up before it can even plant. Amen. So I'm going to kind of go into those details and explain to you um, what that means. And, and he explains it for those of you who want to know in verse and verses 19 and on, he begins to explain what that means because the apostles come to him and, and they tell him, uh, you know, they start saying, well, what does that mean anyways? Why are you telling us about seeds and sowing and, and planting? Hallelujah. Like I told you before I got started, I said, I believe the Lord has a, a seed for you that is, gonna, is going to be sowed today. Amen. And at the right moment, guess what you get to do? You get to enjoy the harvest of it. Which means when it starts throwing out nice blooming, nice big old stalks and plants, you get to enjoy that. Hallelujah. And the word of God is like the seed. It goes inside and it plants and it transforms. Amen. But we're going to be reading around what verse 19. Verse 19 talks about snatching up of the seed. And, and when you think about snatching up of the seed... You know, you think about why would, how could it be snatched up? You know, why, why would it be that the word of God says when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the word of God, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it. If you think about that for just a moment, you can understand that although the word of God may be preached like in a situation like this, sometimes it doesn't penetrate to the mind. Sometimes it doesn't go deep further than past the mind and it doesn't go into the soul. So what begins to happen is that that word of God stays kind of left out. And guess who comes around, which is the enemy, and he comes and snatches it. And he comes and takes it away from you. So then you walk away saying, what, what did the pastor preach about? I, I didn't understand. Because the seed that was given, you did not sow it. You getting it? You have to learn today. I want you to get what we're speaking about. Today, the word of God is speaking. Get what was, has not been yet sown and sow that deep inside. And it has to be in Jesus Christ. So when we think about not being rooted, we know that this seed has never been planted. And it falls on deaf ears and hardened hearts. Maybe there's something that the word of God does that you, you read it and you're like, Mm, I don't like the way that made me feel. So you kind of leave it out there. And the enemy comes and takes it and says, it was never anything anyways. But today's word is for you. I can assure you that you and I have something to learn from this. Because there is no growth from the seed if it is not rooted. Hallelujah. And I'm talking to some planters today that want to plant some seeds today inside your spirit. That's going to take the word of God and say, I got to change my life somehow, some way. Because there's a God that wants to do something inside. He wants to sprout. He wants to bring something out of me. Hallelujah. But he cannot do it if I don't plant. Hallelujah. I got to be willing to sow in the harvest i got to be willing to put something in because if i don't put anything in i can't expect the return hallelujah you can't expect to get something back if you're not willing to put the time into it hallelujah the seed that falls on the path is the path has been hard for some time now and many have walked on it and there's a lot of poor examples of what a Christian looks like and what a believer should think like and people look at us and say you're all hypocrites because you don't you don't all do what you're supposed to do can I get, can I get an amen to that this is the path that we all walk. This is the path that if we're not careful, what God has given us will fall on the rocky road, on the path that's already been paved. Of course, it's not going to grow anything. It's already been walked on and trampled on. 
Hallelujah. Many of us have not put on the mind of Christ and we haven't put on the love of Christ, which has resulted in people's hearts being hardened and turned away. You go to speak to somebody and they're like, yeah, right, dude, you all people are going to come tell me about God. We have many saved and unsaved that have become bitter and they've hardened their hearts to the seed that God has wanted to plant in them. And they take a path that has already been paved and it's and it's there's nothing that can come from that path. Can I talk to some trailblazers today? Can I talk to some path makers today that said, I won't take the road that's already been traveled. Me and Jesus, we got something going on. And we're going to take a path that no one's ever traveled. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take a step out by faith. And I'm going to walk. Hallelujah. And I'm going to walk by faith, not by my sight. Hallelujah. And I'm going to trust that whatever I'm planning along the way, that's going to bring some fruit out that those who come behind me may be able to enjoy the harvest. Amen? The seed has to be able to penetrate the ground in order to grow. If we don't allow God to plow the field, listen to what I'm telling you. If you don't allow God to work in your spirit, to work on you, to work on those, those insecurities you have, then you cannot expect the harvest. You have to come to God and say, God, it's me. You know exactly who I am. You know exactly what I struggle. You know exactly where I've come from. I need you right now to plow the field. I need to be dealt with. I need to be humbled. Whatever it takes to save my life, do it today, God. Amen? It has to penetrate the ground to grow. And if we don't allow God to plow the field, to plow that hardening of the hearts, so then, then we won't have a, a harvest to receive the word of God from. Think about the last time that you, for those of you who travel I-10, um, think about the last time that you saw uh, the farm field or the agricultural field, and it, you know, and it hasn't been yet, you don't see the cotton coming up, right, the cotton fields. But you see that what they're doing, right? They, they make trenches. They have a machine that plows the ground. And then what do they do after that? Then they plant seed, right? And it's all perfectly, and it's like nice, all lines everywhere like that. Well, God wants to do the same thing with us. God wants to prepare our, our lives. He wants us to live to please him and honor him so that when that cotton, when that plant brings forth, it's a bountiful one. Huh? Amen. But we can't do that if we don't allow God to plow the field. If the preparation stage isn't plowing the field, if you just go throw seed on your grass, it's not going to grow. You have to make holes so the seed can fall in. You have to make, you have to break up the ground so seed can go in. Amen? Now, I'm not a certified farmer, but I know enough to know just on seed, period. Amen? Uh, I'm not a farmer, so I don't know anything about the, what they do in that detail. But I can tell you I understand the process. But they don't just throw it out there and expect it to grow. Just like your life, you can't just live life and expect something good to happen. Like, oh, I'm just going to live and whatever happens, happens. That's not a way to live. That's a hopeless life. But God says, in me, I will give you a hope. I will give you a joy. I will give you something different that your life begins to change and you won't want to be the same anymore. And you know, you, you know, we're talking about the agriculture. The Lord says, you know how that harvest you experienced last year was good? Yeah. Well, wait till this year. Hallelujah. Wait till what I'm going to do in 2019 in your life. You're going to see that the harvest will be greater than the prior harvest. Hallelujah. But we have to be willing to allow God to plow the ground, to plow us. Hallelujah. 
Some of us don't even realize how tuned out to the word of God that we can be. That every, in, every time that the Lord begins to try to feed us, we automatically, we allow the seed to be snatched up. Because we're so tuned out. And that's a, that's a terrible place to be. When somebody can come to you and say, you know, the Bible says this. Oh, yeah, that's right. It does say that. Cool. And it doesn't do anything. The word of God transforms. Can I get an amen to that? The word of God it transforms and it does things. And since we don't get fed at times from his word, we get fed junk food. You know where junk food comes from? The world's ideologies. What the world says is happiness. What the world says we should live like. What the world tells us is okay and not what God thinks is okay. So we fill up on junk food and we get so, uh, you know, all messed up with junk food that when God gives us real food, it's not good enough for us. And then guess what happens? For those of you who eat sweets, you know that if you eat too much, too many sweets, you can get diabetes and all that, right? Diseases and all that. But if you do too much, you don't have enough liquid or water, then you become dehydrated. Right? To my brother athlete, right, Rumro? You had to drink Gatorade, water, you have to have that as an athlete. You have to have that. Sometimes we're dehydrated and we're going through the process. But instead of going to the source, the running water, the living water of Jesus Christ, we turn to the desires of the thirst and we go for everything else. Why am I saying this? Because this word says that, you know, so that you may have, listen to the word of God here. Verse uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. What I just read to you is what God desires. So that you may live a life worthy to who? To God. And then it says, the next part says, and that you may please him in every way. Let's get this word that's being spoken today. Let's put it in our hearts and say, God, sow it. Repeat with me. God, sow the seed. Deeply rooted. All right, I love it. Thank good engagement here today. Denying the desires of your flesh is the first start, the first step to living to please God. It's not about what we want. That's what we have to understand. It's not about what you think or what you feel. It's about what God wants for you. You want the proof? Scripture. Write it down. Colossians 1.10. Read over it and over it and over it until you understand what God wants you to know. That it is not that we live for ourselves but we live for him take the seed plant it god has to plow the heart which sometimes hurts but so that the harvest would be plenty and then the second example he gives us is rocky soil he gives us a, a parable in the parable he speaks about the seed falling on rocky ground okay think about that imagine you got seed and there's rocks everywhere Okay, very little is going to come out of there. And, and the word of God and Jesus tells him what it means. He says the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word. Hears the word and at once receives it with joy. So do you walk out of here, Brother Freddy? I'm, oh, man, I'm pumped. That was what I needed right there. I needed that preaching. You walk out there and then all of a sudden, what? Uh, it's gone. Oh, I don't.
don't feel so good. I feel, I feel angry. I feel mad or I feel depressed. I feel sad. I, I don't feel good anymore. What, what happens to the joy? Right? And Jesus explains this. He says, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once, at that moment, receives it with joy. He's happy about it. It sounds good. It's, it's like listening to T.D. Jakes and Steve Furtick and, you know, oh, man, that's good. But what you do with that seed determines how successful God can move in your life. Because verse 21 says, but since they have no root, which means since it's not planted, it only lasts a short time. Come on, somebody. I know I'm talking to some people today. So, and then get this. It's a, he, the, Lord, the Lord Jesus says this. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. When you encounter those trials and struggles, the, 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 you know, the kind of walk you have with God becomes very evident. Amen? What you have sown inside, what the seed is that God has put inside of you, if you've allowed it to grow, then when you go through those hard times and you go through those struggles, you'll look back up to God and say, God, I still need you. Hallelujah. But the other side says, you know, it's what he's talking about here. And he says, it, you know, you, at the moment it sounds great and it sounds good and it's like a pep rally. Yeah, I went to church and it sounds good. But then the week comes and things come around and you're like, I don't feel so good anymore. Well, did you just go to church? Yeah, but I need to, I need to go to church again, man. I need, that, I need that jump start. I need to feel it again because, you know, only when I'm in church I can feel that. You, get, you, you encounter trials and tribulations, and then you want to throw in the towel. Because that's who Jesus was talking about. Those people that can hear the word, it sounds great. Amen, pastor. That's right. And then they walk out of here. Oh, I don't even know what I'm going to do about this. Oh, I got a big problem, pastor. You don't even know my struggle. Who are you when you face adversity? What have you planted? Because when you're in those moments... That's what's going to sprout and spring forth. And this is why I've entitled this Deeply Rooted, because you must be rooted with the word of God. And if you're the type of Christian that only loves God and serves him through the good, you'll become the seed that is planted on rocky soil. It's a good moment just for a bit, and then it dies off. There's no endurance, hallelujah. There's no finishing the race. It's just a quick little run, and then I'm done. But if you are rooted in the word of God and you understand what the word of God is speaking to you, just like today, you understand you take something back and you go and apply it, then it becomes an effective seed. Hallelujah. And that effective seed is something that God says, I will spring forth out of you living, running waters. Hallelujah. I will be your God and you will be my child. Hallelujah. But you have to be deeply rooted, which means you have to sow. You, we, we cannot live. We just can't, guys. Look, look, church, we cannot afford to try to live life on our own understanding. It just will not work that way. The world will get you the way they think, and they'll get your mind, and they'll just they'll throw you all over the wall. And you'll be so confused as to what God's will is for you. The way to know God's will is to read his word. It's that simple. Get studying in the word of God, because I guarantee you, that when the scripture in Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You're going to be like, that's right. I need to trust in God. I can't think that I know it all. Amen. 
and that's how the seed works. But the seed cannot penetrate the soil in those moments on the rocky soil because of the rocks. These big boulders that are in your life, these big problems that you haven't let God deal with, you know, they, they stop the seed from growing. And then the plant does bloom just a little bit on the edge. It blooms out a little, a little flower there. But then when the heat of the sun, which is the trials and the struggles, when they come out, guess what happens to the plant, Brother Freddie? It dies. Just like you and I do when we're not deeply rooted, when we think we know it all. Well, God, I'm good, God. I know what I need to do, God. I feel I need to do this. I think it should be this way. I know better than you, God. Well, guess what happens when trials and problems come? God, I don't know what to do. But you knew it all. If the plant is deeply rooted in the soil, it will survive even with the sun hitting it. If you are deeply rooted in Christ and in his word, when the problems come, you'll know how to defend yourself. Even if you want to think of it like this, you won't even have to defend yourself. Because the word of God says God is your protector, your defender. Amen? But you'll know enough to stand that when a decision comes up to you and has to and puts you in a situation where you're not comfortable or you're in, you're in between, like, should I do this, should I not? Guess what will come forth? A seed that came when planted, was planted by God. And it'll bring right the right fruit. But if you plant everything else, then the wrong fruit will come out. If you aren't deeply rooted in the foundation of Jesus Christ, you will always remain shallow. And, and, and the trials of the world will easily consume you and burn you up. You will be so manipulated that someone is going to come and say, this is the right way. Okay, sounds good. And you start walking that way. No, this is the right way. Oh, okay, this way now. Okay, oh, I got to go this. Oh, okay. And you don't even know what you think. You're so confused because you've listened to so many voices, but there's only one voice that matters. The word of God. Amen. The seed that is planted in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a round of applause. Hallelujah. You still with me? Tell your neighbor deeply rooted. The way you get to know God, the way you get to be rooted in God is you have to spend time with him. You have to be, you have to breathe his word. And, and don't make it religious. Don't make it all religious like, oh, I read like 10,000 scriptures last week, uh, pastor, and I'm going to read another 10,000 this year, you know, and all this stuff. And look, just read the word of God to understand it. Read a chapter, pick a chapter, read it, and don't, don't let yourself just walk away without really understanding what he's talking about. Read it to learn it, to get something out of it. It'll be more effective than reading 10,000 scriptures. You can read the whole Bible, and you probably won't remember anything of it, really. But if you read it to apply it and say, God, how, what do you have for me today? How can this transform my life today? You'll start seeing it differently. There's a scripture that says, and let us consider, um, I'll say this too, it's important to be here at church. For those of you who think that going to church is just a natural social thing, uh, you're deeply wrong. And I'll give you the scripture right now. Um, going to church is required. It's something that God requires you to fellowship with one another. We're here to, uh, you'll understand what I'm talking about right now when I read it. We're here to love one another. We're here to encourage one another. But we're here to make it together saying, hey, there's someone else that is moving towards God's plan in our lives and in your life. Amen? The scripture says, and let us 
consider one another, which means let us think about others, not just us, and stir up love and good works, which means to encourage somebody to love, to encourage somebody to be good. Hallelujah. That's the purpose that God is saying. Not forsaking, it says not forsaking, which means not neglecting the assembling of ourselves together. That is the scripture that talks about assembling, coming together. What do we do on Sundays? We assemble. We come together. And the Bible is saying do not neglect that. Don't think of it as, oh, it's just a, we go, it's cool. No, make it. You never know what kind of encouragement you'll be for the person next to you. Amen? And it says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some. People do that. And then it says, God gives a special command. But exhorting one another, encouraging one another, so that the more as you see the day approaching, you will know that God is God. Amen? That's, that's the, that part in there. But it is, that was found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 24 to 25. The bottom line is this. We need each other. We do. We need each other. We need each other to survive. It's human nature. You know, people who are antisocial, they have problems, you know, talking to people, connecting with people in public. It's just because they don't have enough social. Well, when you come to church, think about how, how you know, you're strengthening that spirit and your, that oneness. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, I don't just go to church because I go to church. I go to church to be a blessing. But I go to church to be blessed as well. Amen. And that's where the seed has to be sown. So we know that we need each other, and God speaks through his word and faith. The word of God says faith comes by hearing and by the hearing of the word of God. You have to communicate with them. We must communicate with God every single day. And by the way, don't forget to do what God tells you to do. We're living in a time, and, you know, you're going to relate to this. We're living in a time when the world is trying to tell us how we should live. What they think is the right way to live. And not God, and it never aligns with God's will. You, we are living in the time when we are con consistently and constantly being bombarded. Or we're constantly being bombarded with all kinds of thoughts and, and posts. And, and, oh, man, I mean, right now, social media is a mess with, with the whole Trump, uh, you know, uh, Obama, <laughs> immigration, wall. I mean, my goodness, it is a mess. Amen? And then there's so many of the other people that are like, I got to find a way to do what I want to do, Brother Monroe. So I'm going to try to find a scripture, twist it, and then bring it out and say there's nothing wrong. That's what we live in. That's the world we live in. I'm not making anything. This is reality. But those who know the Lord, those who know the word of God, knows that the word of God just said, we read it earlier, that we are to live in a pleasing manner that honors God. To please God. Amen? All right. So what about weeds, though? How many of you know about weeds, right? Raise your hand if you know about weeds, just in general. Grass, weeds. Okay, some of us have had to take those things out, right? And, and they're so annoying. They're, you know, these weeds, they have thorns, and, and some of them have little stickers, and you go touch, and you have like a thousand stickers there. You know, and then the worst ones that I cannot stand, that pastor cannot deal with, are those little goat head ones. Those ones that throw those little goat heads, and they're super sharp, and there's like three points, and, you, and they're like waiting for you to step on it so they can just hurt you. You know, it's like, oh, step on me so I can sting you, you know, or whatever it does to your body. You know, I'm just like. I hate those, those things, man. Those, things are, those weeds are crazy. 
But here's what I want you to know about these weeds, because the word of God speaks, the Lord speaks about this. He says there's the, the weeds. You know, if you understand something about weeds, you know, it's winter right now, pretty much, somewhat in our area. And I got weeds already growing in my backyard. I don't have any grass, but I have weeds. Those things can survive anything. You know, how crazy is that, right? I can't get any grass at this moment, but I have plenty of weeds springing up. So I got to use them to kill them. But they choke the nutrients and the necessary water from the good plants. That's what I want you to take away today. That weeds represent things that don't need to be in your life. There, there's certain things that you have to get rid of in your life. Because it's only choking the nutrients that God has been feeding you and giving you. And it's choking the nutrients out of you. Can I get an amen to that? That, that, that these weeds are next to you and you think they're good, but they're actually choking you out. Spiritually speaking, they're choking you out. They're taking the water. They're taking the nutrients from you. And they're springing up. And the problem seems that you're getting bigger and bigger. But you're not moving anywhere. Because you've allowed weeds to remain in your life. This also refers to the pursuit of world wealth. Hallelujah. The cares of life. The desires of wealth. The word ch This chokes the word of God right out of us. And if you're not careful and if you don't deal with the weeds. The weeds are things that you have not let go. You have not let go of some weeds in your life. You're holding on to them. And you're entertaining them. And every now and then you throw a little bit of water for the grass. But you're actually hitting the weed. And it's choking you out. And you're, and you're finding that life is getting a lot harder for you. Amen? But it is a system that these weeds represent that teaches you to put your care and your future in God's hands. Hallelujah. So if I want you to get anything from this weed topic here, this weed category, I want you to know, understand that there are some things that God just needs to deal with you on. And you have to be willing to let God do it. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33 says this, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Who are we seeking first? The kingdom of God. And what are we supposed to follow? I, I read this and I thought this is powerful because if you think about it, we are to seek God. And sometimes, um, you know, nobody, not to hear anybody in particular, but just to the body of Christ, uh, you know, God can't even, we can't even give God our pocketbook. We can't even get God our life. Hallelujah. And, and if we can't even surrender small things, then how can, he, how can we expect for us to, for, for, um, how can we expect him to move in our lives if we're not willing to give to him? Amen. So my idea and my message to you on the weed is pluck the weed out. Get it out. Don't let it linger anymore. If there's something that doesn't honor God, throw it out. Okay, get it, throw it out. Because if you don't, you're going to step on them goat heads. You're going to step on those little stickers, and the weeds are going to make a mess in your yard. Okay, and I'm spiritually speaking, in your spiritual yard. Hallelujah. The one that we've been asking God to plow, remember? Now, here's, I'm, and I'm coming to an end very soon. The good thing about this is that God talks about all these ways of seeds, and they fall, and, and these sowing, and all that. But then he talks about a good seed. Can I get an Amen. Get a good seed. And he says, those are the ones who hear the word of God and understand it and they apply it. They're not just hearers. They also do it. That is the good seed that God speaks about in the book of Matthew. That they're not just hearers of the word, but they're also doers. You can sit here all day 
and hear me out, and you probably remember 10% of what's being said, and you go out there, and you're like, I'm good, I'm good. And then you're like, I don't know what he said, but I'll go with it because he said it felt good in the moment. That seed was good for a little bit, and then it's gone. But somebody who has good seed, though, waits for the rain and says, God, I can't wait till you water this. I can't wait till you water this seed because I know I've been deeply rooted in you, God. I put my trust in you, God. And I'm not just going to be a hearer, but I'm going to be a doer. That when you bring forth the harvest and, I, and things, good things are going to start happening in my life. Because I've sown good seed. Amen? Let us all stand. If we can get the children, please. You know, the Lord will supply your every need. Do you believe that? The Lord will supply your every need. You have to believe that. We already talked about seeds and planting and sowing. God wants to do something great in your life. God wants to do something wonderful in your life. He wants to prosper you. He does. He doesn't want you to struggle. Amen? And, he, and not only does he not want you to struggle, but he doesn't want you to have to deal with some of the problems that you've been dealing with because a lot of the problems are self-inflicted. We don't deal with the weeds and then it inflicts us. And then we ask God, where were you, God? Don't I serve a mighty God? Why didn't you come to my rescue? Stop it self-inflicting yourself. Stop bringing things in your life. Stop inviting unwanted guests that don't honor God. And then you, you kind of freak out whenever things don't go the, the way it should be. Stop inviting invited guests. Amen? If you can trust God with your finances, you can trust God with your life. If you can trust God what is already his, then you can trust God for anything in your life. Hallelujah. The word of God says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. Listen to this. It says, blessed are those. What was the first word? Blessed are those who hunger, who are hungry for God and thirst. We're thirsty for God, for righteousness. And then the promise comes and says, for they will be filled. God will not send you back when you surrender to him empty-handed. God will always give you more seed to plant. He'll always give you something to plant in the harvest, to the, in, in, in the ground, so that in the har when the harvest comes and the rains come, guess what happens? You have something. You have life. You have plenty of it. And as I begin to prepare this altar for you, I'm going to...